Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Nochoprano. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Joseph. How are you this Tuesday? Tuesday. Long weekend. Summer has officially started. Is that how this works? I thought about that last night. No. Technically, I think summer starts June like 21st or whatever. That's like the summer solstice. But I think Labor Day, Memorial Day to Labor Day unofficial summer agreed i think that's and you know how i know that i don't know how it was in new york but in cincinnati that's when you could start wearing white no the pool would open memorial day weekend sure close labor day weekend yeah our local swim club your, your town pool yeah the swim club the turpin swim hills club. swim and tennis club which the i've turpin hills turpin hills what's what's turpin uh, it's just a little area of the township I grew up in, close right. by, yeah. Got it. You know, you know how cheap it was? I asked my old man this. I said, Dad, how how cheap was it to belong to the swim club for the summer? You know, very nice swim club, full basketball court. $3,000 for the family. $200. For the family? For the family. For the family? For the family. Your whole fucking, I would have been like, nah, guys. Full swim club, full tennis, you know, probably six or seven tennis courts, full basketball court. Jungle gym for the kids. A whole not only did they have a full pool, they had a high dive, a full area for diving boards, a kids' pool up top, full concession, like two hundred dollars. For the family, that's wild. There's what, seven of you? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And my brothers used to harass those lifeguards. Oh yeah. That's I mean, town pool growing up, John like my brothers were like Literally, they were like the Osama bin Laden and Saddam Hussein of the town pool. <laughs> They're like their pictures were their pictures were up in the fucking <laughs> their pictures were up in the lifeguard like room. Like, keep your eye out for these two wanted for <laughs> pissing in the pool, shitting in the filter, stealing from the snack bar, stabbing people. I can vividly remember as a kid being in swim lessons, probably five. My little brother was maybe two. I can remember my my older brothers, Elliot. And Brad picking up Mark when he's two, walking over to the swim area, and she's giving swim lessons and saying, "We're gonna throw him in. You gonna save him?" To so like the lifeguard, like just holding up my brother, fake like they're gonna just drown him. My brother John ran a fight club out of the <laughs> locker room. It was he was basically he was basically running human cockfighting. Unbelievable. He would go out. So him and his buddy would go out. They'd pick a kid that was bigger than Mikey. And they'd, be, and they'd be like, you see that kid over there? He called you a homo. And he'd be like, what? He'd be like, that kid called you a homo. And he'd be like, I'll fuck kick his ass. Do you want to fight him? And he'd be like, yeah, I want to fight him. And then he'd, he'd bring Mikey in to the locker room to fight kids that Mikey didn't know John had like insulted on his behalf. And he would take bets in the form of like snack bar candy. And then, and then Mikey would like bite and like eye gouge people, like grab their junk. And uh, those kids would tap. John would take the winnings. And Mikey would get a cut of the candy. Unreal. He's running like a human cockfighting ring with my brother. At the pool? Yeah. What was the pool called? 
Bedford Village Town Pool. Unbelievable. <laughs> I love that the monetary value is snacks. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, I think I've said this before. My brother Brad was always a great swimmer, but he refused to put the Speedo on. That's funny. Like, refused. So he'd always have Umbros over the Speedo. Until what? He got on the blocks? No, he, he never... He, he would swim in the, the shorts. The, the Umbros over the Speedo. I mean, how gay deep down is your brother? Like, <laughs> how, like that's the most, like... That's the most, like, closet homosexual stuff I've ever heard. It's like, I'm not doing that. That's gay. <laughs> like, Refused. From when he was a kid through his last day swimming. Refused to... Did I ever tell you the doggy paddle story? No. With Brad? So they had a a relay record that was going to be broken. You know, whatever our swim league was. There's probably six or seven swim clubs. They had a relay record that was going to be broken... And our coach at the time, I think he might have been actually University of Cincinnati swimming coach. And then he became, you know, just the pool coach in the summer because he probably didn't have work in the summer. Anyway, he was so stoked because they had a great set of four guys to break the relay record. And they had it all set to go. And Brad was the anchor. And when Brad jumped in because he had beef with this guy all summer. Like he would always throw Brad out of swimming practice. So Brad just never went. Brad jumped in and doggy paddled the entire like two laps just to piss him off and to not break like an all-time record. Yeah. And the dude just lost his shit. (laughs) Savage. Wild. Absolutely wild. But you had a good weekend, right? I had a pretty good weekend, yeah. I think the sun, we were finally getting a little sun. We we, we had had a little rain. Sunday. Yeah. But, man, I told you, I told you over text, this... Volatile weather. You're like, this volatile weather, I'm moving. I was like, where are you moving that has less vol? I was like, what are you moving to, San Diego? And then it was raining on uh, in San Diego this weekend. Yeah. I said, I might as well move back to Ohio. Yeah. I don't think that's the answer. Yeah, You're like, I'll take, if I'm going to have the volatile weather, I may as well eat at Applebee's every day. <laughs> yeah, true. So the Warriors are going to face the Raptors, Joe. The Bucks just, they just couldn't, uh, they couldn't close it. The Bucks. Never lost more than two games in a row the entire season. Yeah. They lose four in a row to to get beat by the Raptors. You got to give the Raptors credit uh, for what they were able to do, what how they were able to slow down Giannis. Um, Kawhi certainly playing to, to another level than he's ever played at before. And, you know, props to Toronto – I just think it was. I just think it was a lack of experience. Yeah. From uh, from Milwaukee, their stars. You know, how old is how old is Giannis at this point? Twenty three or twenty four. Twenty four. Um, it's great when you you know got to have a guy like that, and you know, like we always go back to LeBron. It's great when a LeBron style guy, like, oh, I'm the most talented overall player in the league. I'm, you know, like Giannis. He's like. Uh, probably going to be the MVP, probably going to be defensive player of the year, blah, blah, blah. It's great when that guy can also just like mature at a crazy rate. But look, the Raptors have one of the best wing defenders. The, the Raptors have a good, you know, overall team defense. And it was just, I think it was just an experience. Not, yeah. Not figuring it out. And and that was what I said. My fear was in a Bucks warrior series was 
they the Bucks just go stagnant too often for how high powered the Warriors are, and it it bit them in the ass in this series. I still believe, and I know War or I know Raptors fans, the whole country of Canada. Uh, is going to lose their goddamn mind. I still believe, and the reason I was rooting for the Bucks is uh, the Bucks just have more firepower from a roster standpoint. Yeah. Um. So what I I thought that they would give the Warriors a better series than the Raptors, and but they didn't. They didn't get through the Raptors. Well, obviously, there's a lot of things at play here for the upcoming finals. But before we get to that. I think you're right. Inexperience. And I think it showed in game six. You know, they have a 15 point lead. The big thing is, and I was watching Kenny Smith talk about it, and he's so right. It's so important to close out quarters. They didn't close out the third quarter. Yeah. They let that 15 point lead get under 10. And that's a huge momentum thing. And that's basically what happened. Like you said, they would go stagnant, MIA as a team, not hitting their shots, not scoring points. But hats off to the the Raptors. I mean, they won four in a row. I didn't think they could do it. You have so many off and on guys outside of Kawhi. You know, you don't know which Kyle, Kyle Lowry is going to show up. You don't know which you know uh, what's the guy Pascal uh, Siakam. Yep. You don't know which one of him is going to show like Abaka, Abaka, Gasol. Like yeah, Danny, Danny Green went like complete like I don't know where he's he's lost. He's on a milk carton. Yeah. Danny Green's missing. Yeah, that that's why I still think, you know, from a consistent like from from a consistently good performances, I, I think that the Bucks were you know more primed to beat the the not beat the Warriors, but give them a better series. And it all starts with Giannis and he sort of, you know, I think his inexperience showed in that series, whereas Kawhi obviously has tons of experience and was able to thrive but you you're gonna need everybody to come together to beat the warriors i i mean i think it could still be like a decent series but yeah but i don't really give the raptors a good really beating them even if there's no kevin durant i mean i think it certainly helps Kawhi being you know an incredible two-way player he's going to be able to neutralize at least one of those guys for the most part and you know that all depends on how they decide to use him if they decide to to keep him on clay the whole series or you know does does he neutralize Draymond at times who a lot of their offense runs through so yeah uh not having Kevin Durant certainly helps I think I it, just don't think it's a great series I don't think it's I don't I don't think they're playing a seven game series with or without Kevin Durant I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think for the Warriors. And I think if you look at last series for the Warriors, Draymond Green went off. He was also going against... By the way, the Raptors beat swept them this season. Yeah, beat yeah, them yeah. twice. Now, I do know Kevin Durant didn't play one game and Kawhi didn't play one game. Right. So, take it for what it's worth. But, last series, the Raptors... I'm sorry, the Warriors were going against the very young front line of the Blazers. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, Zach Collins, Harkless, uh, who's the guy who went off? Leonard. I'm just saying, like, it, 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 and Leonard went off. It's a very young, inexperienced line that Draymond Green was going against. He's not going against inexperienced playoff guys now. Right. He's going to go against the Serge Ibaka's, the Paul, or Marcus Gasol's. I think it's going to be a lot more difficult than people think. I, I would not be surprised. Think of it this way. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors won. 
Now, I'm picking the Warriors to win. You wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors won the series. I wouldn't be crazy surprised. I'd be surprised if the Raptors won the series. I think the Warriors are going to win. And also, I wouldn't be surprised if this thing goes seven games, regardless of who so what's wins. what's your prediction? Warriors I, in six. <laughs> I think the Warriors win in six. I'm rooting for the Raptors, of course. Because at this point, who's rooting for the, the Warriors? I mean, this is, this from, from a rooting standpoint, this is the worst finals that we could have had, right? Canada and Drake versus the Warriors? Whoever wins, we lose. This is like, can I just go? Can I just go write myself in again, like I did in the 2016 election? It is uh, are the Warriors Trump and uh, the Raptors Hillary? I don't like, think I don't think the I don't hate the Raptors as much. The the Drake factor can be the Drake factor that you definitely know who it is. Well, I get that Raptors know. fans have been talking this shit for. It was like we now we have. Eight years of Raptors fans that have been like, we're the best team. And you're like, guys, you always fucking choke. Now you get Kawhi and you're acting like it's the same team as like when you were fucking trotting out DeMar DeRozan. But I like Canadians. Okay. Right? Sure. Canadians are good people. I yeah. like Canadians. Overall, that's a country of people. Very nice people. I mean, I'm rooting for the Raptors too, for sure, but I don't feel great about it. That home court could play a huge advantage. I mean, if, if they can take the first two, I mean, we got ourselves a series. Yeah, but geez, that's certainly asking a lot. Taking the first two games from this Warriors team in the NBA Finals, Durant, Durant, you know, he's not going to Toronto. Yeah, he's not playing the first two games. Boogie might be. I saw that, but oh, there, there's there's so many storylines that I love about this though because. You know, we have this discussion nonstop, Steph, KD, with, without KD. If the Warriors don't win, here we are again with the whole Steph discussion. And if they do win, then where does it kind of leave Kevin? Like, Kevin Durant, there's no there's no way he stays if they win. And also the Kawhi factor. If Kawhi's got to stay regardless, right? I think he does. Now they're talking about Kawhi and Dine. Have you seen this? No, what's this? What? You haven't seen this? Wait, the video of his sister? Kawhi and Dine, there's a there's a sticker that restaurants in Toronto can put on their door that says Kawhi Leonard eats free here. Kawhi and Dine. I love it. Yeah. It's a sticker of Kev, it's a sticker of Kawhi Leonard's face and it says Kawhi and Dine. I feel like Kawhi Leonard, he's such a a simple guy. I <laughs> I, I <laughs> I feel like when he goes out to eat, he orders. He's the guy who gets the uh, the burger with just ketchup. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he's a very simple man. He doesn't need much. He's like, "Can I get a burger, no bun, just ketchup?" And they're like, "Do you just want a patty? No cheese, no cheese." Yeah. Like, you just want a patty with ketchup on it? Yeah. Oh, that laugh. He's got to stay. But did you see the video? That was the video circling. It was like his It was his sister's Instagram live, and there's some dude in the background like, he ain't staying around. Like, yeah. Like, how about how about the the big story, the Popovich Kerr dinner? Oh yeah, I saw that. I mean, talk about getting some insight. T- talk about trying to fucking, you know, kill Kawhi. Yeah, this is like. They're teaming up. 
I don't like, like that. Super villains. I don't like that. I mean, what? Like, what's Pop doing? Like, I, 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 I mean, obviously, you you know what Kerr is doing, right? Your Kerr's like, hey, maybe maybe Popple, but like, I guess he played for Pop, right? So, yeah, but what's my thing about Pop is 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 there a bad blood? It sounds like it. Yeah, obviously, there's bad blood, but like, if you're Pop, don't you just let it play out? Just like whatever happened like you're going at you're like literally going and and sharing how to stop Kawhi dinners yeah that's crazy i don't like it not a fan i don't know pop but pop just seems like a guy who's got hate in his heart really i mean i i just pop, basi- let it go let it go <laughs> <laughs> basically Kawhi is a bring your pal to work guy. Like there, obviously there was that how it ended in San Antonio was awful. But besides that, the guy doesn't bring any drama. Like what's what's the drama Kawhi's had his whole career? Besides that, it's just that. But apparently that was like you know. So the, so to kind of bring it back, kind of remind me, it was the Spurs thought he should play, and he said I'm injured. Yeah, and then the Spurs like were like you're definitely healthy, and he's like I'm not playing, and I'm not showing up, and we're not talking about this anymore. And I have like side doctors that say I'm hurt. And look, he got healthy to his standard, got traded, and took the team he got traded to the NBA Finals. But when you look at a Spurs team that takes the Nuggets to seven games, I mean, they're a completely different team with Kawhi. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they have Kawhi, if they have a healthy Kawhi... This year. Yeah. The Spurs are... Oh, yeah. Of course. So... I'm telling you, he's underappreciated. It's like I tweeted that out. Like, you and I had a great discussion, I thought, last episode about it. But Kawhi, I I would argue, and I stand by this, is the most undervalued, underappreciated star in the NBA. Without a doubt. Because he's quiet. Because he's quiet. That's my that's my point. He doesn't cause drama. He's not in commercials. He's not on social media. Yeah, I don't think he knows what Twitter is. You should get on it because it's a great meme of him. <laughs> <laughs> What's a meme? It's a meme. Isn't that what uh, Bryce Harper called it? A meme. Yeah, he called it a meme. But that's my point: is that he is so good. If you look at what he's done. I mean, it's wild to think. He won the finals MVP five years ago. Yeah. Five years ago. He's been this good. It's the new Andy Ruther move. Five years ago. Five years ago. I like to repeat Double things. down. Or just, you know, I just wanted to get sink in everybody's head. How good he is. And if he wins a title, well, he's obviously going to be the MVP if he wins a title, unless someone goes off on the Raptors, which I don't see. Right. My point is this. If he wins another finals MVP... Like, his place all time just rises. Undervalued, underappreciated. Give him, give him a statue in Toronto already. What is the sports situation like in Toronto? I heard, did you see it was just like chaos? If Here's a question. If Kawhi Leonard wins in Toronto, wins the finals MVP, and leaves, signs somewhere else, do the Raptors retire his number? Ooh, I mean, they wouldn't because they, they wouldn't because they'd feel like he fucking 
bailed. Yeah. But should they? Of course. I think 100%. 100%. I mean, what else do they have? You were retiring Vince Carter's number? Yeah, so they got Vince Carter. The Maple Leafs haven't won anything since... Forever. Maple trees existed. Yeah. You know? Uh, the, the mayor Ar- was the, a crackhead. He's yeah, dead. Like the Argonauts? I mean, what are we talking about here? Like, yeah. Did they retire Rocket Ishmael's number? How do you think our 10-year-old, well, now he's now he's developing into a man, Raptors like, you fan. You definitely know who it is. How do he celebrate? <laughs> um, probably, probably went out, got some Molson gold. Molson gold? Yeah. Just had three of them. Smoked some crack by Rob Ford's grave. <laughs> you think Jacob Faye celebrated? You think he still listens to the show? He does because he, he messaged me about Dirtball Airbnb the other day. Oh, yeah. I think he messaged me. I forgot to hit him up. Respond. I miss those days. <laughs> the Earl's Wine Bar. Hey, Jacob Faith, if you still listen to the show, uh, Canadian finals correspondent. <laughs> Can you start calling in drunk from wine bars? Dude, but he's like the other side of the country. Who cares? That, that's a big country, man. People don't realize like Canada is just like it's a massive country. I need Jacob Faith calling in from wine bars around Canada. <laughs> He's like, I'm in Saskatoon. Raptors just won game two. Yeah. It's about 4 a.m. YouTube comments are popping. Popping, popping comments? Any good ones? Yeah. Shout out to McKay Parker. Little 2.99 donation. McKay. Zach said, uh, kind of back to the box. We can circle back here for a second. Should the Bucks get rid of certain players for upcoming free agency or resign them all like Giannis wants? They got a lot of free agents. Yeah. Look, if they can if they can keep this team together, they should. I don't think they can financially. Not everybody for sure. Right. Um but if they can keep the majority of this core together, they absolutely should. Yeah. Giannis is just going to get better. Uh, think about, you know, when we think about prime LeBron, as LeBron ages out, as you know, wherever if Durant goes to the Knicks, whatever. As as the, as the league changes, maybe the Warriors don't have the the clear best roster. You know, maybe Kawhi leaves. Who knows? When you think about a young prime LeBron, if he was surrounded by the talent that is in Milwaukee right now, he would take it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he would love to have Chris Middleton and. Lopez and Michael Brogdon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all, basically all those role guys, even the George Hills, like he tried to, t- he tried to get the George Hills. You know what I mean? Yeah. George Hill hit his free throws in fucking the finals last year, the way he hit his free throws this postseason. Uh, we could be talking about a, a totally different champion. You yeah. Know? But, um, I, yeah, if I'm them, I try to keep these guys around. Now, if they can upgrade, great upgrade, but, I don't think that they, with the money that they've got and the and the players that they have and what they're going to demand, that they're going to be able to, you know, upgrade too much. Did the series end when Aaron Rodgers could not chug a whole beer? What is wrong with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> we got to talk. Like, what is that? That was bad. He, first of all, the other guy, David Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari sl- slammed two of them. Yeah, that were gigantic. You know, he's the real lineman, right? Yeah, the Packers. And then Yelich came back after. Yeah, like. Aaron Rodgers got fucking embarrassed. It was pretty bad. 
also like what but what was wrong if he's drinking beers like how are you not able to finish a chug especially on television like the other day remember when i tried to go one and a half here yeah like if that was on if that was on the jumbotron i'd have put it down yeah suspect he couldn't drink a whole beer suspect very suspect not clutch no ungoat like not clutch gene at all yeah I, actually that that's that's one of the more telltale signs of like questionable behavior from Aaron Rodgers that I've ever seen <laughs> you, like you, I'm more I'm more worried about the Packers future after that than I've been at any point during any of his injuries during any of his playoffs you're saying that holds more weight than the recent bleacher report story that went in depth about his relationship with players and coaches way, way, way more important that, that beer chug, because like whatever, like players crazy. Every, you know, they wrote a book about the Jordan rules, you know, like fucking sometimes the best highest paid players don't get along with the fucking whatever. But like maybe the fact that your O lineman sitting across the arena from you, right. They were like on opposite sides of the court. But I think that's part of the shtick. That wasn't the first time they did that. I don't right. know if you noticed that. They've been doing that back and forth with chugging beer across the court. Aaron I don't know, Rogers, man. You suspect. All right, let's pop back in the comment section here real quick. Katie Cunt. I'm sure that's not your real name. <laughs> if Clay goes to the Lakers, do they win the finals next year? Uh, that like, I mean... I mean, that's there's a lot going on there. The, yeah. First of all, they'd be incredible. Like, Klay Thompson is, like, kind of a perfect... Fit for the Lakers. Fit for a LeBron, Yeah, you know, uh, Robin. So how would that starting lineup look? You, you'd have LeBron, Klay. Yep. Depends who they give up. Lonzo. Lonzo. I mean, why do they have to... Klay is a free agent. Okay. They wouldn't have to give people up. Ingram. Fuck Ingram, man. So who's coming off the bench? Kuzma? Yeah. That'd be a nice little six man. Yeah, for sure. Or you play, you know, I guess those guys are interchangeable about who you, who you have coming off the bench. But, no. Like, it's so hard to say because we don't know where anybody's going, you know? But they, he, Clay Thompson is a fantastic fit for a LeBron James wingman. Plays defense, lights out shooter, can create on his own, can take over games when LeBron gets rest. It'd be incredible. Is NBA free agency the best sports free agency? Of course. NBA it's, free agency is lit. It's not even close. I mean, when does here's a question for you. When does NFL free agency start? I don't know. When does Major League Baseball free agency start? I don't know. When does NBA free agency start? Like when the season ends. It's like July 1st. Yeah. Like July, July one, you know. NFL's all right. Like it's, it, I put NFL number two. As far as excitement, yeah, man. There's gonna be a lot of, a uh, lot. Of, I mean, it's it's like this every year. Yeah, a lot of moving pieces in the NBA. So you're saying, let's make our predictions. What are you saying? I'm saying, I'm saying Warriors and six. I'm saying Warriors and six without Kevin Durant. I'm saying with KD Warriors in 5 sadly. Yeah. 
Some people are trying to put the Ruther jinx. I know. Good. Congratulations to the Raptors, world champions. People are trying to already blame the St. Louis Blues losing that first game on me. Um, I didn't predict the Blues to win. I said I want them to win. I, I'm blaming you. Your curse is, like, ridiculous at this point. You can't just blame me. The, the, the Bucks were up 2-0 when you were like, that's it. Go to the finals. No, I, I predicted them before they were up 2-0. They, they reeled off four straight. You're blaming me on the Blues losing yesterday. Yeah, I'm, I, I blame you for everything at this point. I blame you for Aaron Rodgers not being able to chug beer. <laughs> <laughs> I saw they sold out. This is really cool, actually. In St. Louis, they. Did you I'm blaming see? you for my career, by the way. Like I spend so much time with you, and here I am. Just every this is like this is my, this is it. This is where I top out. What? Get your fucking stink all over me. I did go to both of your just for laughs. Have you heard anything? <laughs> no, not yet. Let's hope. Let's hope. Can you imagine if I, if my comedy is the one thing that breaks the Ruther curse? Oh my god. <laughs> Well, that would be it. If, if if you if you make it to Just for Laughs, and I attended both of those shows, that means that means it is more powerful. Even though Tug didn't laugh at a single joke. But yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Tug. But you said I'm not going. You said I'm not going to get it. So that's good. I never said that. God damn it! I'm trying to, I'm trying to reverse <laughs> the curse here. Come on, Ruther. Damn it. You can't force me to say things I don't want to say. I know. That's didn't part work, didn't work with the Rockets. That's part of the Ruther curse. Yeah. You, you can't force it out of me. It just doesn't work that way, Prano. All righty. We make our predictions. Six games, it sounds like. Starts tomorrow. I'm stoked, though. I, I, I am excited. Starts for Thursday, correct? Yeah. Dude, my days, are, my days are all out of whack. Yeah. What I was saying, going back to the NHL finals now, they sold out. Did you see this? They sold out the Blues Arena for a game in Boston. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Just watching on the Jumbotron. I mean, sold it out. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. It's kind of wild. Because there's, like, the experience, the watching experience is way, way worse than if you're at a bar or something, right? Way worse. So, or, God forbid, at home. Like, yeah. at home, you can be watching your underwear. Uh, like I did yesterday. Underwear. But, uh. That's a good move. But good for them. I, dude, they were up 2-0 in that game. That's when you were like, it's happening. The Blues are winning. And then the Bruins were like, we got that Ruther bump. I didn't pick the fucking Blues to win. I said I was rooting for them. You guys need to decide. If the curse, the curse can't just be who I'm rooting for and then also who I pick. Like it's all, it covers everything. I mean, I, look, I don't know how your curse works. I don't know how your goddamn fucking curse works. All I know is everything you touch turns to shit. Well, I'm reading the comment section. Benangi says, if Warriors lose, the curse, is legi- the curse is legit, and we should send Andy to New Orleans to get a voodoo doll witch doctor to remove the curse. If the Warriors lose, the curse is legit. I thought it was already legit. But can you imagine if you take down the Warriors dynasty? Oh, yeah. I got powers then. Your dent? People start People start asking you. People start paying you to like predict things against them. Set up a booth in Venice Beach? Yeah. Make it happen. You'll never get another job, sir. He's like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. you will get be- elected president. <laughs> Harry Perry skating around. Like, 
you'll Venice will ban you. Next thing you know, he's like the guitarist of the Chili Peppers. <laughs> Do you make it out at all this weekend? Yeah. Like in Venice? Yeah. Chaos. Fucking yeah, it's it's a goddamn mob scene out there. It's unbelievable. I love it. This is my favorite time of the summer though, is like a day like today where everybody's gone back to their homes. Yeah. Gone gone back like vacation weekends over. Now I get my neighborhood back. Yeah. Give me back my neighborhood. You see, I, I one of the Venice crackheads had that had a big iguana. Did you see, I, I I put it on my shoulder. I did, I did see that. And then it's funny because when I got home, I started thinking. I didn't really think that through. A massive iguana. I let like literally a Venice crackhead who owns the iguana. Yeah. I paid him a dollar to hold the iguana and then put it on my shoulder. That thing. What if it just like snaps at me? Well, I'm sure it's like on quaaludes or whatever, you know? It's like probably totally, it's probably got it on opioids. The guy was like, I accept all forms of cash, credit cards, Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, Iguana Pay. I'm like, what the fuck's Iguana Pay? <laughs> you just feed the Iguana Direct or something. You spend some of the money on Iguana food. So if you want to give him like a pizza or a hamburger. I'm like, here's a dollar. How about that, man? He's like, great. Cash is king. Here's my iguana. Take my iguana. <laughs> the iguana has since died from the Ruther curse. Yeah. Woke up. Fucking <laughs> paws up last night and is on its heat heat rock. We were gonna go to the Dodgers game today, Dodgers Mets, but we We pushed it again. We've decided to pull an audible. We're gonna go see Thor tomorrow. Now, you have been looking at where we want to sit, the ticket prices. Joe, what app have you been looking at? I've been on SeatGeek. SeatGeek! The number one ticketing app for concerts, sporting events, comedy shows, all kinds of, whatever you want to see. You name it. You name it. NASCAR, Indy 500. Yeah. Horse racing. Demolition Derby. All available on SeatGeek. There is no event that SeatGeek will not have tickets for. And I'm sure the, there's some, but... Most, most, most of them. Yeah, most nine, of them. Nine, 99%. Yeah. And guys, best of all, all listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek Wrestling. purchase. Yeah, we had a dirtball. He sent me a screenshot via email. I'm sending him koozies. His wife used SeatGeek to go get tickets for her mom for Mother's Day. Hamilton. Hamilton. I believe it was Nashville or Memphis, one of the cities in Tennessee. So, guys, literally it has it all. And like I was saying, best of all, all dirt balls get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek supports our show, so we hope you support them as well. Use our promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. Okay, we have uh, we have some NFL news to cover. We're gonna get to some, we got some good dirtball calls today. We're gonna get to dirtball calls later on in the show, and uh, we can talk a little Major League Baseball if you want. I didn't put anything on the rundown. Uh, I don't have anything in particular. Okay. So anything you would like to talk about, Joe Prano? Well, let's let's jump into the NFL. We'll see where okay. we're at when we do all the things you do have on the rundown. I do like this Donovan McNabb discussion. Yeah. So he was on uh, TMZ Live. Donovan McNabb is just. Donovan McNabbing, he's Donovan McNabb, professional attention whore. 
Yeah. He's always making some fucking hot take claim. So you don't like him. Well, the thing about McNabb is, like, get your argument, like, get your argument in order. Okay. Because he's he's comparing himself to, like, generations past, and then Eli Manning's name came up, which was hilarious, because he's saying his numbers are better than Aikman's, which is true, and, and obviously we've gone over many times how, you know, it's certainly... A, as the game has progressed, more and more passing. And Troy Aikman had Emmett Smith, who's like the leading rusher of all time. But Troy Aikman won three Super Bowls. That's definitely a, it's definitely like a legacy factor. Yeah. Um, Donovan McNabb then brings up Eli Manning like, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, your numbers don't fucking touch Eli Manning's. Well, let me just, let me just read. So let's start there. Let me just read his quotes. Yeah. And I watched the video. Again, he goes on TMC. TMZ Live, and he says that he's a Hall of Famer. And he says, in these words, I'm not hesitating on that. I am a Hall of Famer. My numbers speak for themselves. They don't. My numbers <laughs> are better than Troy Aikman's. Okay. But he has Super Bowl rings, and he played with Hall of Famers as well. Right. So the the problem is he's he keeps moving the goalpost for whoever he's comparing himself to. He said Emmett Smith. He said Michael Irvin. He said this. He said Deontay. You know what I mean? Uh, who, who are the... My point is, keep Eli Manning's name out your mouth. Who are the Hall of Famers Eli Manning played with? Because then people are bringing up, oh, you played with Terrell Owens. He's like, well, just that one year. Okay, and you didn't win the Super Bowl. In fact, you dry heaved your way through the fourth quarter and Freddie Mitchell had to call plays. I've said before, let's... I want Donovan McNabb to be a Hall of Famer just so I can watch Freddie Mitchell give his speech while Donovan McNabb pukes into his fucking mustard jacket. His his numbers aren't insane. His numbers don't touch the current batch of like no. going to be Hall of Famers. The Roethlisberger's, Rivers, Eli Manning's. Those guys, those guys numbers piss on Donovan McNabb's. True. So he's so he's comparing himself to Troy Aikman. Okay, you're comparing yourself to a different era, and you're comparing yourself to a guy who won three Super Bowls. Wait, wait, well, I'll just, oh, it's tough to get to NFC Championship games. Well, it's tough to get there, but you lost them all. Yeah, here's the thing on McNabb. Right now, he's 25th all-time in passing yards. And again, the game's a lot different. We get that. And longevity is a part of the Hall of Fame claim. But here's some. He wasn't the best. He was never the best quarterback in football. Not for a second. No. Not for any point in his career was he the best quarterback in football. If he had been the best quarterback in football for a short period of time, and then longevity doesn't hold up, okay. But he was neither dominant nor has the longevity. Here's some interesting people who have more career passing yards than Donovan McNabb. Dave Craig. Matthew Stafford, Joe Flacco, Kerry Collins is 18th all-time. Drew Bledsoe is 15th. Vinny Testaverde, 14th. Carson Palmer, 13th. And then, of course, we get into a lot of today's modern uh, current players from the Matt Ryans to the Rivers to the Elis to the Big Ben, Brady, blah, blah, blah. So he's 25th all-time, and he was—here's the thing about McNabb. And in five years, he'll be 35th. 
here's the thing about McNabb. He definitely turned around. Like, the Eagles pre-McNabb, then they get McNabb. They were always a perennial contender as McNabb was their quarterback. So I think that has to be said and that has to be appreciated that they were always in the thick of it. But you are right. They'd always get to the NFC Championship game and they could never get over that hump except once when they added T.O. So, I don't know. But but let me, but let me, let me bring you this, though, Prano. They were probably usually the underdog, I assume, too. Or no, were, were they? I don't know. They lost that Bucks game at home. Yeah. I don't know if they were the favorite that game. I'd assume they were the favorite. In the home game against the Bucs? Yeah, I think they were favorite. And cold Philly. I'm sure they were the underdog when they, they you know, lost to the Rams in St. Louis the year the Rams uh, lost to the Patriots. I, I don't know exactly how many times they were the underdog, but couldn't you make the same argument? Because you and I have done this with Mark D'Antoni saying, well, he never, you know, we're going to appreciate what he does to get him to the finals, but he never, my argument is then he's never made it to the finals. Can't that same thing kind of be said with Donovan McNabb? Sure. That's fine. But the, it's who he's comparing himself to. Like his talking points are guys, Eli Manning was the underdog in both of those games and in both of his NSV championship games and in multiple playoff, you know, he, he won fucking eight road games or seven of his eight wins in those things were road games. He was an underdog against the th- fucking 15-1 and one Packers. He was like, don't compare yourself. Don't use your talking point as guys who did the things that you were unable to accomplish. Well, let me ask you this. I, I, I think Okay, let me ask you this. Okay. Is Donovan McNabb better than Troy Aikman? No, I was just going to— Donovan was, McNabb better than Eli Manning? Hold on. I was just going to go to the Troy Aikman one. I find the Troy Aikman discussion, I do find it interesting. Troy Aikman, let's not forget, not only did he have Emmett Smith, he had Michael Irvin, he had Alvin Harper, he had Jay Novacek. The best Novacek. offensive line. He had a great defense. I, I was just going to say that. The best offensive line. Jay Novacek. He had so Darryl why Johnson. would you throw the ball that much? I agree, but that's, where I, that's what I'm getting to. If you take Donovan McNabb's skill set and you put him on... Those Dallas Cowboys teams. Does he or does he not vomit in a Super Bowl? I don't know. Does he win three Super Bowls? I would argue he does. Okay. I would argue that Donovan McNabb wins just as many Super Bowls as Troy Aikman. And in fact, I could argue maybe a lot of quarterbacks still. Because like you said, they didn't have to throw the ball that much. Right. They were stacked. Those Cowboys teams were absolutely loaded. Sure, but that's... Okay, now we're now we're just now we're just doing the Tom Brady argument, and Tom Brady, the majority of the people call him the goat. You're a Tom Brady is the goat guy. Put Donovan McNabb on those Patriots teams. I waver. Well, first of all, the, the Brady is the goat. I, I always go back and forth on that. To me, it's 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 tough to decide. But the bottom line is, there's no doubt about Tom Brady's a Hall of Famer. Sure. Right? There's no doubt about, like, and a big part of that is, it like, the Super Bowls, when it comes to NFL quarterbacks, the Super Bowls are important. You're the, by far the most important player on a football team. You can say whatever you want about how good teams are, how bad teams are, or whatever. It's like, you had the Patriots on 
You had a chance to beat the Patriots. Sure. The report that came out from that Super Bowl is you were physically choking and you lost that Super Bowl. Yeah. No one has ever once said anything other than Eli was dumb confident. Just give us a ball, chance to win, end of the game. You know, we'll do what we do. We'll play hard, you know, but trust our game plan. And then he did what you couldn't do, and he did it twice. So don't compare yourself to guys who are who were able to achieve the thing that is keeping you out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. If Donovan McNabb has two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs and his career stats, I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame. He might be. But well, to but to say no doubt about it, I am. You're just you're clowning yourself, and you're clowning yourself when you're bringing up the the guys that you're bringing up as your defense. What he should be saying is, Joe Namath's in the Hall of Fame. Joe Namath has 70 more interceptions than he has touchdowns. What he should be saying is, Warren Moon's in the Hall of Fame. And but Warren Moon shits on him in passing yards. Okay, I mean it's not even close. But the argument against the, the see, like that's the thing is. At least take the talking points. Like Warren Moon has one more victory in the NFL than he has losses, I think, or one less. Like he's got a 500 record. Like, l- like use the talking points that people are using to discredit why guys should or should not be in the Hall of Fame. But don't bring up Troy Aikman and Eli Manning because that's dumb. Well, I, in a way, the Troy Aikman one, I don't know. I understand what he's getting at. But then the question is, what kind of quarterback is Troy Aikman on those Eagles teams if he has to throw the ball more? Do those Eagles teams win a Super Bowl? Like, let's reverse it. It's not just as easy as like, oh, you're a Hall of Famer if you could have won Super Bowls with the teams that Hall of Famers won with. Yeah. What, What is Troy Aikman if he's on... You know, some is does Troy Aikman have the ability to be a gunslinging quarterback? I mean, he was what the first overall pick or the second overall pick? Like Troy Aikman was a high, sure, draft pick quarterback. Like people love Troy Aikman. Yeah, like, Troy Aikman was put in a great position on a great team, but like he won three of them. Yeah, look, he didn't lose any of them. I don't want to take that away. If you if you asked me though, because again, I think this is a very interesting discussion. If you had a gun to my head and said, "Is Donovan McNabb a Hall of Famer?" I would probably lean towards no, simply because of the playoffs. I'd lean toward no for two reasons. One, yeah, the the he doesn't have a Super Bowl. Two, he doesn't have the longevity. Three, like it's not just about the Super Bowl. Like obviously Dan Marino is a Hall of Famer. He doesn't have the longevity. He's behind the Kerry Collins and the Vinny Testaverdes and the Matt Staffords. And the Drew Bledsoe. And the Drew Bledsoe's of the world because of his lack of longevity. And when you keep that in mind that he was never the best. Like you have to, when you combine it with he didn't do it for that long. He didn't do it that well when he was doing it. And also, if Donovan McNabb's in, is everybody in? Uh, that's, yeah. Like, if Donovan McNabb is a Hall of Famer, is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? That's that's like 
He's already passed him. I mean, he, he, here, here's again. You don't want to do it all stat based because it's right. not it's not all stat based. But here's some very alarming numbers that would say he's definitely not a Hall of Fame quarterback. He never threw for four thousand passing yards. Four thousand. Now I don't know about Troy Aikman. I bet you Troy Aikman didn't either. But again, he's got the three Super Bowls. He threw for thirty. It's also a different. Like, did you know? How many times did fucking Y.A. Tittle throw for 4,000 yards? Like, you can't just go back 25 years and be like, that's... Yeah. He threw 30 touchdown passes once in his career. So, again... Where's he on the all-time touchdowns list? It's a good question. Let me pull that up. I'm just, like, in my opinion... The numbers aren't there. They're just not. It's the it's the combination. It's the numbers yeah. and the success. He's 30th all-time. So in the same vicinity, 35th all-time in passing yards. Who are guys who are ahead of him? Here are some guys who are ahead of him in all-time passing or uh, touchdown passes. Who are not in the Hall of Fame. Matt Ryan, 12. Carson Palmer, thirteen. Like is Car- like if if Donovan McNabb's a Hall of Famer, Carson Palmer's a Hall of Famer. Is yeah. Carson Palmer a Hall of Famer? No, I don't think so. Vinny Testaverde, sixteen. Dave Craig, eighteen. Drew Bledsoe, twenty-one. Tony Romo, twenty-two. By the way, Drew Bledsoe's career also cut short. Yeah, he shits on his numbers. Boomer Sison, twenty-three. I mean, these are all people ahead of him. Boomer Sison went to a Super Bowl and lost. Yeah, and he was MVP. Of the league. Of the league that year. Is Boomer Esiason a Hall of Famer? No. I, 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 of course he's not. And they're right around, by the way, it's interesting that you bring up Boomer because they're in the same vicinity for passing touchdowns and yards. And they both made a Super Bowl, and they both lost to... Boomer's 20... And, and they both lost to... The at the time the greatest coach coaching at the time the most successful quarterback playing true Th- this is actually interesting Boomer is twenty fourth all time in passing yards Donovan's twenty fifth and then in touchdowns Boomer's twenty third and Donovan's thirtieth but again Boomer has an MVP so this is actually kind of a good discussion you could make the argument Boomer should deserve it ahead of Donovan, because he has an MVP. I would lean towards no. I mean, lean towards no. I'm camped in no. You're camped I'm, in I'm no. I'm throwing a fucking tailgate party in no. Yeah. And for the last time, keep my quarterback's name out your mouth. Because that dude went and fucking slayed the dragon that you couldn't twice. And he didn't motherfucking puke. And he got the ball late in the game, and he did what you couldn't do. He went down, and he fucking scored. Twice, motherfucker. That's my quarterback. And he didn't have a Hall of Famer. He he didn't have the second fucking most yards receiver of all time split out. On a broken leg, but still. He was playing. And he played well. He did play well. That was a fun game. Talking about Hall of Famers. 
this guy played with that Hall of Famer, this guy played with that Hall of Famer. First of all, Dawkins is in the Hall of Fame. T.O.'s in the Hall of Fame. How many years did he play with Ricky Waters? Not that many. Not many. I didn't think so. Ricky Waters isn't in the Hall of Fame, is he? No. I'm just curious. Good running back for a minute, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a good running back. Yeah. All right, so it sounds like we are both leaning. Uh, we're not leaning. Yeah, we're. Tommy Abbott can suck my dick from the back. Whoa. <laughs> Keep my fucking quarterback's name out your mouth. Yeah, when you really look at it, and we didn't really get into playoff numbers, I pulled him up. You know, he's 9-7 and seven all time in the playoffs. 24 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. You know, nothing really stands out. I mean that. You remember that Bucks game? Yeah. That was the year. Do you, what I remember at the that was the year the Bucks won the Super Bowl. And granted, their D was fucking stacked. But I remember up until that game, there was that stat that Tampa Bay had never won a playoff game when the temperature had gotten below a certain point. Right, and it was fucking freezing in Philly. Exactly. So they leave Florida, they go up to Philly, and they waxed them. Those are games you got to win if you want to be Hall of Famer. What about Richie Incognito? Is he in the Aaron Hernandez Hall of Fame? He's never won it. Is this up for debate? Is he the Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year, to, Savage of the Year Award Hall of Famer? Uh, I, I feel like he's, he hasn't done quite enough. He's sort of got a Donovan McNabb-like resume. That's what but, I'm saying. But... Uh, he's just signed with the Raiders, so anything is possible. Like, dude, he's a, he's a Raider now. He didn't play all of last year. Yeah, the Raiders love budget bad boy signings. Can huh? we talk about who the Raiders have right now? Yeah, imagine this roster. You have Antonio Brown. I mean, they just got rid of Marshawn Lynch. Like Marshawn Lynch just left. They have Antonio Brown. Yeah, Vontez Perfect. Yeah. And Richie Incognito. And Jermarcus Russell. Did they sign him? No, they didn't. <laughs> they should. He could be a fucking defensive tackle. Fat. Fucking drunk on lean. <laughs> I mean, the last I heard from Richie Incognito was that he worked for the NSA or the NSA was following him. Like, he, he went like full-fledged. He went like, uh, who's the InfoWars guy? He went Alex Jones. I mean, his last name should be Richie. Look at me. Not Richie Incognito. <laughs> What what is Gruden doing? Gruden, I mean, the Raiders love the budget fucking signing. The Ra the Mets do this too. The Mets love to get fucking washed up. Like we fucking signed Matt Kemp. Yeah, this is like the Raiders move. I know, but but that was under an old regime. Now they no, have. No, they're still the Davises. Yeah. I mean, let's go through. I'm pulling up his. Uh, his history and his nice little track record. We all know how he bullied Jonathan Martin. Sure. With uh, one of the Pouncey brothers down in Miami. Miami. Then that in, was like the original bully scandal. Yeah. Now bullying is like now bullying is punishable by death. Yeah. He was a trailblazer. Yeah. He uh, in May of two thousand eight. So he gets released by the Bills, and he underwent involuntary medical treatment for an alleged altercation at a public gym. Then months later, he was arrested at an Arizona... Oh, this was the big thing. 
Three months later in 2008, I'm sorry, 2018, he was arrested, at, remember this, at an Arizona funeral home mm-hmm. for allegedly threatening to shoot employees and demanding his deceased father be decapitated for research. <laughs> I mean, hold it. Let's just back this up. The NFL, like, like hold on a second. <laughs> he wanted his dad's head to be chopped off at a funeral home for research, and the NFL is like, yeah, CTE's not a thing. What the fuck? He is the poster child also for CTE. Yeah. He, he like... He wanted his dad decapitated. His dead father's head cut off. His excuse. And Gruden's like, I like it. He's a grinder. <laughs> grinder. He wanted to take his dad's body and grind it up in a meat after. Just to keep the head. I liked it. That's the kind of gritty thing I like. If your offensive lineman's not trying to decapitate his dad, I don't want you. Get it. You can play for me any day, incognito. I love his excuse, by the way. His excuse after this. All my linemen this year, <laughs> all my linemen, they're going to keep their dead dad's heads in their locker to say, this is what's going to happen on the Raiders. Incognito addressed the incident saying, I lost my cool with my father's passing. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement of the year. Oh boy! Get all your dad's heads and put visors on them. Just a just these hogs, these hosses down in the trenches. I like it. The Raiders are going to Raider. Yeah, so Raiders. What place do the Raiders finish in the AFC West next year? Last now. <laughs> like like you're signing Richie Incognito. I mean, what are we talking about here? If you haven't tried to decapitate your dead father, I don't want you. <laughs> Welcome to Gruden's O-Line Camp. Let's talk about this here. So a little videotape. Here's a videotape of you at a funeral home uh, with a samurai sword. Uh, you knock over the one uh, undertaker. You kick his wife in the chest, and you, and th- and this is where we don't have sound, but this is where you demand to decapitate your father. What was going through your mind here? And 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 talk about that swim technique that you used that you used on the patron at a, at a different funeral. Raiders gonna raider. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Raiders gonna raider for sure. They're last. You have the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Broncos. They're last. What's that place sound like in the huddle, Richie? Take me through that. What's your call? Shout out to Alexander Kocher. $9.99 donation. Get two Dodger dogs at tomorrow's game on May. A donation. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. He didn't play in the NFL all of last year. I mean, let's be honest. Hard to say any of the Raiders played in the NFL all of last year. What would be your question? You know, we, we had Robert Latow from Black Sports Online discussing yeah. as a reporter these questions you ask in the press conference. What is your question to John Gruden after the uh, signing? John Gruden, uh, hey, coach, uh, Joe Prano, Dirty Sports uh, Network. What the fuck? <laughs> what, the, what the fuck's happening here? You know, he tried to decapitate his dead dad, right? Hate to put you on the spot, coach, but what the fuck? It's a good question. Yeah. I like it. Very direct. 
Thanks. You can't really beat around it. No. He's got to just answer that. Coach, when you signed Incognito, uh, did you think at all about the time uh, that he assaulted an undertaker, tried to decapitate his dad? Was that a factor at all? Lost my cool. Yeah. Never heard in that instance. Maybe got angry, yelled at somebody, driving, lost my cool. Yeah. Yelled at somebody across. Never have I tried to decapitate somebody. For research? For research. What is the research that Richie... Did you just see Richie Incognito in his basement lab? <laughs> his dad's head in like a fucking formaldehyde jar? Scraping off pieces of his dead dad's forehead, looking in under a microscope? Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Put that in a Petri dish. See, or, see fucking Richie Incognito ordering Petri dishes on Amazon? I just picture this 300-pound, six-foot-six O-lineman in a massive just lab coat. Just holding his dad's head by the hair, just like, <laughs> what are you doing? Researching! Research! What's that, his spinal column? I'm just picturing, he's got family over for the game last year. You know, he's not playing, so he's got people over. So, somebody, don't, don't go in there! Somebody opens the door. Don't go in there. Doing research. It's not finished. What? Why is there a head on your mantle? That's what happens when you snitch. <laughs> what? Snitches get stitches. Except they don't get stitches because they just cut their heads off. We need to give them a... Uh, hold on a second. Leaf blower. Leaf blower. We run a, we run a professional show over here. Yeah, we do. We need to get a hard knocks is what I was going to say of the Raiders. Who is it this year? Do we know? I don't know if it's been decided. We don't know if it's been decided? I'm going to look it up. That- I, re- I really hope it's not my Giants. You got to be kidding me. Is it the Raiders? Is it? This came out 10 days ago. No, 13 days ago. Ranking NFL's four likeliest Hard Knocks participants. Oh, this is for watchability. Redskins, Raiders, Giants. It goes Lions, Giants, Redskins, Raiders. In terms of watchability from yeah. four to one? Yeah. And then somebody did a Twitter poll, and the Raiders won in a landslide. Yeah. And the Giants were last. I would I would view the Giants last in that, too. In terms of? What I want to watch. Yeah. Especially with Odell gone. I mean, you sign incognito? Are they going to go? So so if the Raiders got, dude, I literally have tears. I'm laughing so hard. If the Raiders get hard knocks, does HBO address what we've been discussing the last 10 minutes? Like, do they address, you try to chop off your dad's head at a funeral home. Some Game of Thrones shit. <laughs> That's a good crossover. Try to, try to chop off my dad's head. Put it on a steak. By the way, I rewatched the last episode last night. Yeah, I want to rewatch it. Give it, give it a week. See if my opinion has changed. It hasn't really changed. In fact, I don't think it's as bad as everybody thinks. I, I agree with you though. Uh, Gray Worm, fuck him. Yeah, I, I don't well, like. I don't like that. But like, old dry humpy. I actually like. How it ended. I'll go that far. Because no one saw it coming. And there's 
there's hangers. I like the hangers. There's hangers? What do you mean? Like there's things that we don't know? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same way with <laughs> Sopranos. We don't know what's happening to Jon Snow. We don't know what's happened to Arya. There's all these questions. We don't know. I like that. It's up for the viewer to decide. I like that. I like that. You like that? I like that. All right. You want to get to some dirtball calls? Sure. Before we do that, Joe, as you throw on the headphones, I just want to say, I can even tell right now, your mustache is looking fresh. Thank you, sir. I, I cleaned it up last night. Yeah. I shaved last night myself. Can you tell? Before bed? Yeah. Got a nice fresh shave. What razor did you use, Andy? Harry's. I, I also used Harry's. I used that fifth trimmer blade on the top part of my mustache. Mustache, just strong compliments lately. Yeah. And I've just been saying, Harry's razors, promo code dirty. Yeah. I scream that at people when they go, hey, man, nice mustache. You should. Harry's. But next time you tell them harrys.com. Forward slash dirty. Yeah. Yeah. That's better. It's a little better. It'll get you that trial set. I. What is the trial set these days? Let me tell you about the trial set. It's a $13 value that comes with everything you need for a close and comfortable shave, that weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, that rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. Listeners of Dirty Sports can redeem their trial set at harrys.com forward slash dirty. So make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. Okay. It has been a minute since we've done Dirtball Calls. It's been like a week, right? (laughs) Been a minute. Adjust that. It's been a whole week since we've done the Dirtball Calls. And uh, I want to get uh, some of these out of the way. And let's uh let's let's start it off with a little intro. Let's do it. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls, dirt balls, dirt ball calls, dirt balls, dirt ball calls. We got the dirt balls, dirt ball calls. We gotta give a shout out to our boy uh, Double D. He was in Indy 500, and you know he left some live calls from the Indy 500 that I'd like to play. You can hear the car zooming around in the background. Good little atmosphere. So let's get to those. What's up, boys? Your man, Double D, from Indiana, live from the Indianapolis 500. Uh, honestly, surprised to have service right now, but it's awesome. I uh, hope you can hear the cars in the background going here. The rain held off. Something that happens here in Indianapolis. The rain always holds off. Mother Nature knows they have a deal with IMS. Uh, I'm drinking a Natter Day. Just wanted to check in and give an update. Uh, this is Day four for me, started Thursday, hard day was Friday, Legend Day was Saturday, Sunday here, have not left the track for four days, uh, it's, it's called glamping, it's a thing that we do here uh, in Indianapolis, so just want to check in boys, I have no idea what the score of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals is, uh, I hope that uh, the Raptors somehow went through, but uh, you know, honestly, I feel like the Bucks are going to win, so I, don't, I really don't know what the score is, I have not checked in a while, but anyway, cheers! And uh, check in on the Indy 500. Condoms are for Boilermakers. Number one Indy 500. Thank you, Dan. I'll tell you what. Sounds like fucking Star Wars Episode One. Sounds like there was like pod racing in the background. Yeah. You know what's crazy, though? His call during the Indy 500 is probably still better than 90% of the yeah, yeah, calls. Yeah. Sorry, dude. I was like, I was laying down in a port <laughs> 
Why? I don't know. It's where I get the best surface. Four days. Yeah. Wow. But it's just a one-day race, right? R.I.P. Liver. Yeah. Was it glamping? Glamping. That's, sounds that's, like a sexual term. It's glamorous camping. It's glamour camping. Is that what they call it? Yeah, but I don't. I mean, that's what that's what you call it when you go to like a four thousand dollar a night yurt. You know, I don't think living in a fucking RV in a at a racetrack glamping. What do, do we know? It's a nice RV though. Maybe. Yeah. That'd be fun if you had a nice RV going around the country. I was thinking about that for sure. Like you see those. RV- I love. I I would love the RV travel. Oh my god! I've always kind of had a dream to RV travel. Like you see those. I was driving uh, up north on Sunday, and I was in Ventura County. You see those nice RVs. Yeah. Just pulled up on the beach. Yeah. You hear the ocean at night, bra, bra, bra. Little ocean weather RV in bra. Glamping. Glamping. I like it. It's not camping. It's glamping. Okay, remember uh, Crazy Eye Sam Bradford? Yeah, he's back. Wait, where do we? Oh, Crazy Eye Sam Bradford. We met down in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Old Crazy Eyes. Hello, this is uh, Crazy Eye Sam Bradford. <laughs> Called from Phoenix, Arizona, right now. Um, I'm going to Boston at the end of the week. And what are some good one-liners to make Boston fans shut the fuck up? Or is that even possible? Condoms are for barstool fans. Ooh, shots fired. I mean, dare I say, Bill Buckner? Ooh, too soon. Too soon. Fuck, but by the way, fuck everybody. I I was going to put it on my personal Twitter account, and then I was like, no, this joke is too good. I'm giving it to Dirty Sports. I'm handing this beauty over to the podcast because it's just such a good sports joke. I write a fucking killer Buckner joke. People writing too soon. The joke is literally that I hope Buckner's not dead. Yeah. People are like, uh, butthurt. Uh, I'm Hazel, 49. I'm my f- f- Canadian gay life partner was offended by this. Shots fired. It's funny. When you write jokes for dirty sports, I don't know why, it always works out that I'm not around my phone. So, which I love, like when Prano will write a joke, it's always when I catch it five hours later, and that's when the mentions are on fire. I just pull up my phone, like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Prano's going fucking ham over here. This is such a great joke. It was a good joke. So well crafted. Yeah, I mean, right now in the, I mean, look, if you're battling Boston trolls, right, right now, I mean, you always have that the Patriots cheat. Yeah. You always have the Ky- the Kyrie Irving Celtics were a debacle, and I mean now currently you've got you know you've got a Buckner. I th- I think the thing that would anger a Patriots fan the most is uh, the Tom Brady's the system quarterback. Solid too. I think just like like because nothing gets under their skin more. I mean we look at Barry McCockner's tweets. Yeah. Like. That just gets everybody fired. It's so up. funny because that's like, like if you if you know and care about like it's a it's like kind of a compliment. It's a compliment to Bill Belichick, but it's kind of a compliment to Tom Brady too. But then people like like take it as offensive because Boston fans just can't accept not calling Tom Brady the greatest of all time. Yeah, like Tom Brady is a system quarterback. 
You could argue a lot of guys are, though. Sure. I mean, if you really want to fire up Boston fans, you wear a shirt that says Tom Brady's the system quarterback. Yeah. Wear that to the Bruins game. See what happens. Your eyes might look a little crazier after that. <laughs> Crazy Eyes Sam Bradford is one of my great nicknames so far. We have we had Fat Jason Kid, Crazy Eyes Sam Bradford. Yeah. That's a gr- Those guys are both in the Hall of Fame nicknames. Yeah, I agree. I still have one of his edibles, by the way, he gave me. <laughs> It's, it's a, Eat the edible, Andy. Well, it's in my edible tin with all my other edibles. In my edible tin. Prices went up on those, by the way. Edibles? They're they're adding another another tax. I went and I got them this weekend, and my tin of gummies was twenty one bucks. And oh. I, I said to her, "It used to be eighteen. Exactly. And I said, "Oh, these went up." And she's like, "Oh, look at the taxes." And I look at my receipt. They added some. Well, they actually charged two more dollars, which she didn't mention, and they added an excise tax. Excise? What does that even mean? I don't know, but it was a dollar fifty. Okay. Still get bang for your buck. One gummy for me. Woo! One gummy for me, and I'm decapitating my father with a samurai sword. Basically. All right. So we have a follow-up call about Aaron not eating the pizza. Great. This is an interesting one. In fact, I think this guy is extremely high when he leaves this, so let's play it. Yo, Dirty Sports Podcast. Huge fan. Um, I'm a friend of a fan who got on the show earlier. You said he sounded like he was in a 10-foot bong. Yeah, <laughs> we'll throw back. But I heard you two and Aaron talking about pizza. And... Aaron only eats the toppings. Well, I have a friend who will take all the toppings off because he hates fucking cheese. Won't eat the fucking, won't eat anything but the bread and sauce. Puts red hot on that bitch and eats it. So, like, I'm just saying, if you order the Papa John's for Dirty Sports, the whole company, will you send the bread? <laughs> And the sauce to my friend. It's only fair. It's only fair. Um, just wanted to get on the show. Also wanted to say that Giannis sucks ass. Kawhi is the go. Woo! That's wow. it. We can discuss later. <laughs> I'm out. Jay Buckets. Well, peace. Jay Buckets. But we'll save that for another day. Jay Buckets. Out. Jay buckets of CBD is what he should call that guy. Like, bruh. I got. I'm just trying to think about a way to like, you know, waste not, want not, or whatever. Like, if Aaron's not gonna eat it, my boy will eat it with fucking red hot. So, ship it, <laughs> send it. <laughs> That's a weird combo, man. Yeah, well, but like, pizza is pizza. Yeah, you ha- just eat fucking pizza. Like sure. my friend Doug Ray, uh, he doesn't eat cheese. Like if you go out to a restaurant with him, you'll be like, he'll be like, yeah, can I get a hamburger? Absolutely no cheese. He's like, I can't have cheese anywhere near my food. Please don't put cheese near my food. I don't. I need it cooked on a separate griddle where there is not a cheese involved. And people are like, okay, we get it. And then he'll eat pizza because pizza is pizza. You know, can't take the fuck. Aaron should just 
like, like I'm hoping Aaron doesn't actually like order pizza and not eat the bread. You know what I mean? And this kid should not order pizza either. That's by the way, that's called breadsticks. You just like the bread and sauce. It's called breadsticks. Yeah. Papa John sells those. Yeah. Nah, fuck it. I'll just take the cheese off, make a cheese ball out of it. Put it in a formaldehyde jar so fucking Richie Incognito could jerk off to it. All right, let's get through a couple more calls. Hey, fellas, it's you. So one other thing I was <laughs> always wondering was um, the hate towards the Warriors for Durant going there. So I can see why you could hate on Durant for going there. Like, you know, he went to the best team. But wouldn't the Warriors be – like, how come Dwayne Wade never gets any hate for having LeBron come to him? And everyone's like, oh, well, he got them to come to him, so it's okay. It's like, to me, Le- Dwayne Wade was shit without LeBron. When he didn't have Shaq, he was shit. And then before LeBron, he was shit. So he really didn't prove anything on his own. At least the Warriors proved that without Durant that they were still the best team. They won a championship. They won 73 games the next year, lost in a game seven against the GOAT. So it's like, how come the Warriors? So, again, I see why Durant gets the hate, but why the Warriors, Steph and Draymond and Clay, why they get the hate um, when they were just like, fuck, the best dude wants to come play with us? Yeah, we're going to, of course, they're going to reach out to them. Like, why wouldn't they? The best player wants to come play on your team. You're going to meet with them and fucking, I don't know, whatever the fuck they do, how they do that. But, like, I don't get why Dwayne Wade, like, gets that pass. And it's like, oh, he's this great team guy that got everyone to come play with him when he was fucking, their team was dog shit before, later. So, eventually he answered his own question. First of all, Dwayne Wade proved a lot without LeBron James. I I was just going to say. He was an incredible NBA player. Guys, let's not forget. The team success is... You know, you can only be as good as your team. And let's not forget, a lot of you young guys don't realize this. Dwayne Wade, when he was the 2006 NBA Finals MVP, averaged 35 points a game. They were down 0-2 to the Mavs, and they reeled off four straight. He averaged 35 points a game. Yeah. I, I pulled up the stats right now. The second highest score that series for the Miami Heat was Antoine Walker at 13 Point eight points, and then Shaq at thirteen point seven points. Then Jason Williams at eight point eight points. Then James Posey at seven point three points. So my point is this: uh, for, but forget take, take, that's great. But also, like Dwayne Wade was a, a you know in the MVP conversation for years when he's in Miami by himself. That's what I'm saying. My, my point is he dominated that series as a Finals MVP. Like, and the other thing is the Heat stunk like. It was the the deal with LeBron and Wade and Bosch was like, oh, they were talking, they were all going to go somewhere. That's the thing. Are we going to go to Chicago? Gonna... But like, they went to Miami because Pat Riley and Dwayne was already set up there, and blah blah blah. But the the reason, and you eventually said it, is that they proved they could win. So, what people have to remember about the Warriors is they proved they they could be the best team in the regular season. They won a championship, but they won- but they went to six games with LeBron, Delvadova, and Mozgov. And I think that they knew that they fucking got lucky with the injuries that year. 
I think they knew with what LeBron did in that finals that they could be a team that that has incredible regular season success and then hits the GOAT buzzsaw in the finals, which they did the next year. By the way, when they had to come back from down 3-1 just to beat Kevin Durant and then lose to LeBron James. So they definitely saw that they were susceptible to losing. And the problem is, the reason the Warriors get heat is because the the jokes on the internet, like it, like it's pretty much a fact that Draymond Green made a a tearful phone call to Kevin Durant from the parking lot following a Game Seven loss. They essentially, whether you like it or not, begged the guy who almost beat them in the playoffs to join them so that they could beat LeBron James. They were a 73-win record-breaking team, and then they recruited the second-best player to beat the best player. They have it, it's, like, it's not really a conversation. It's kind of a fact. The Warriors were afraid of LeBron James, and they went out and they got – it's like – you can say good good on them and now they have a dynasty, but the the bottom line is the Warriors deserve the heat because you guys can win the 73 wins and you can win the championship against the thing, but when you're when when instead of having a well what what can we do to a- attack LeBron differently and what are we going to have this, you know, Lakers, Celtics, 80s back and forth battle with this team? No, we're not. We're going to beg the second best player in the world to come here so that we can dominate. Like, good for them. It worked. And everybody fucking is happy except Kevin Durant, who's trolling people on the internet for saying he's a bitch, and Steph, who's, you know, like, uh, complaining that he's underrated, and Clay, who's rolling his eyes when he doesn't get fucking on the all NBA team. And, like, good for them that they have the championships, but. The reason that there's so much like drama in their in all of their personalities is because they all know what they did. Yeah, the snake Kevin Durant joined a 73 win team, and the 73 win team begged Kevin Durant to join them. They all flew to the Hamptons. They all like Steph wasn't just like, "Yo, man, we're winning no matter what." Like. We're going to win the championship. We can beat LeBron. If Kevin Durant wants to join the party, then Kevin Durant can join the party. No. The fucking Hamptons Five got on a fucking flight, and they all went there. And Draymond was like, I'll, I'll call him from the from the parking lot. And I, I, I was crying, and now we're all going to go to the Hamptons. And I promise I won't kick anybody in the nuts next year. Let's go. Like, that's the reason they get the hate. Yeah. I, exactly. I don't. Th- I really don't think there's a comparison. There's just not. And I do like the point of the Cavs win two games without, you know, Kyrie and Kevin Love, and he's playing with. Come on, guys. I mean, look. It the hate comes down to the team that won the most games ever in a season stood up on soapboxes and said, "We can't beat LeBron James." Please come help us. And I don't think people like that. Let me put it this way. We've never seen that. We haven't. This is true. We've never seen that in sports ever. 
We've never seen that. We just haven't. You've never seen it in any sport of the team who wins the most games and adds the second best player. I don't even know what the equivalent would be. I'm trying to think of the, the 2008 Patriots when they lose to the Giants. Like, what's the equivalent of the Patriots adding somebody? Like, adding... I mean, there, by the way, no single player... Football's different. Yeah, no single player. But it would have been like... The equivalent would have been if the Patriots added... Like, first of all, somebody from their rival, right? Like, somebody from whoever they, like, beat in the AFC Championship game, you know? They, they go out and they get Ray Lewis from the fucking... They, if they go out... Like, the equivalent would be they get Ray Lewis and Ed Reed from the Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens are like, we're not going to do it. We tried. Like, we're going to take... We're, we're going to be our best two defensive players. Sure. All right, we got one final call, and then we're wrapping it up. Joe, Andy, number one farmer dirt ball. Jay, calling about Wisconsin fans. I left a call, but it was too harsh, honestly. I compared them to Kobe slippers. No one deserves to be compared to Kobe slippers because they're all fucking idiots. But Wisconsin, you salty bitches, you, whether it's basketball, baseball, or football, if you're if you're doing good, you're on top of the fucking world, and if you're doing bad, you won't even have some some banter about it. You just shut down. You just you just you just oh, it's disgusting. You're just the most bitter fucking people ever when you lose. And you with me, Minnesota, we don't win much, but when we do win, we won the axe this year. All you do is throw the past at us. Man, you didn't have the axe for 17 years. Yeah, it don't fucking matter. We won it this year. And that's all we got to be proud about because our fucking football program sucks here in Minnesota. And the Vikings beat the Packers. Well, well, we got we got more Super Bowls than you guys. You guys haven't won shit since whatever it was, 2009? And neither have we. But when we beat you, at least let us brag a little bit. You guys are just fickle. Fickle is what you are, Wisconsin. I toned it down a little bit for my first call. Threw some F-bombs around there. But we, you know, you guys are neighbors. I got to be somewhat nice to you. Condoms are for Kobe slippers. Have a good day, guys. Yeah. Any condoms are for Kobe slippers is great. Um, I got to say, I don't, I don't deal with a lot of Wisconsin fans. You know, that's some, that's some Midwest rivalry shit. But I, but I gotta, do got to say, um, Wisconsin fans on the internet, they were, they're, they're one of those groups where they do, they are loud and proud when shit's going. Like you see a lot of like Badgers sweatshirts and shit when the when they're good, and then suddenly they disappear. See, you know, I, I haven't noticed any of this. Nate Craig was suddenly like a the biggest Bucks fan in the world this fucking postseason. Oh, you know he was? what I mean? And it's like I get it. He's from Wisconsin and he likes the Packers, but like he's always a Packers guy. You know, I if you had asked me, Nate Craig, I'd be like Packers day. But like, suddenly he's a Brewers guy in the World Series. Suddenly he's like, I'm ride or dying. I'm tweeting angrily about the Mets taking out Jacob Degrom in the fifth inning of a yeah. fucking late May baseball game against the Dodgers. Like, and by the way, that's okay. 
That's okay. I'm totally like, you know what I mean? Like if the New York Rangers were in the NHL, the Stanley Cup final, I'd be like watching the games. But I'm just saying, you. It's it. I have noticed Wisconsin people loud and proud when their shit's going well, and just otherwise, just kind of like, hey, where are you guys? Yeah, where are you guys? I thought I thought Frank Kaminsky was like the fucking you know Kareem Abdul Jabbar of you know whatever. Like I thought you guys were the shit. Wisconsin will always have a place in my heart because the day, the later the night of the denting, I had watched Wisconsin play Kentucky in the Final Four. Never forget. They blew that game. That was the night of the denting. Yeah. Wow. The day started with Final Four. I went to Wisconsin Bar with Josh Filipowski, and we partied with Wisconsin alumni at, a, at some Wisconsin bar in uh, in Beverly Hills, I think. Yeah, somewhere on Wilshire Boulevard, and then uh, the night unfolded from there. Wow. So I, I can't even look at Frank Kaminsky without having, like, fucking nom flashbacks. Frank the Tank. <laughs> Those are the calls. Thanks for leaving them. 310-359-8365. Uh, if you want to go to Amarillo, Texas, the suite is reserved. So message us. We can add you to the group DM, and I'm going to message the group DM as well. What is the uh, – do we have a cost? Do we have uh, – and what that gets them and all that, Jess? I think we've decided uh, – Basically, we haven't decided how it works out. It's going to be about $75 a person. $75 a head. They could do a ticket to the game in the suite. In the suite. In, in, the, in the reserve suite with all the dirt balls. Gets you a meal. Gets you a meal at the game. Yes. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be bringing some fanfare stuff, too, hopefully. Sure, yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know, we'll figure out what yeah, we'll we've do been talking. We've been talking about potentially putting together some sort of, like, memorabilia for, like... Something we're we're talking about. It. Basically, seventy five dollars is what it's going to be. Got it. Which is a fair price, guys. Like like I'm I'm basically. You know what we should start doing it. I'm fronting the thrust fund money on this, so we hope it works out. You know what we should start doing. What? This is an idea. How about like pins for dirtball meetups, like a Texas shaped DS meetup pin. Be kind of fun. Start collecting pins like a like an old World War Two vet on your hat. <laughs> <laughs> you reminded me of last time I wore a pin was when I was a pledge a pledge pin uh, Matt Devlin who runs Townhouse gave me a, like a dope Venice Underground pin and he also gave me a 1986 New York Mets pin I'm into the pin game it's all about those pins we'll, we'll figure it out uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. Follow us, or I'm sorry, subscribe to us on YouTube. And once again, if you have a iTunes review or use any of the promo codes, leave your Twitter handle. I'll send you koozies. Just send a screenshot. Do that on iTunes. Or you can email us at DirtySports4545 at gmail.com. Prano. At Joe Prano on Instagram, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, JoePrano.com for shows. Uh, headed to the East Coast mid June, uh, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, uh, then back here, Tahoe, San Francisco Bay Area, North Bay Area. Um, check all that out, and then obviously uh, August we've got we've got Texas. Texas. So uh, follow me on everything, and uh, yeah, that's it. 
Yeah, and before we leave, I just want to give uh, a quick shout out to Harambe. Today is the three. <laughs> today is the three-year anniversary of him being brutally murdered at the Cincinnati Zoo, and I have put a tribute up to him on my Instagram and Twitter to never forget. Three years, three years ago, you died way too soon, Harambe. So shout out to Harambe. All right, guys, that's the episode. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again Thursday morning, I believe. Yeah, Thursday morning. So uh, we'll talk to you then. Enjoy the week. Stay dirty.